Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to episode 152. This is your host, Lucy Liu. I'm sending you so much love and prayers for a relaxed mind, a peaceful soul, and a joyful spirit on this beautiful and blessed day and hope that you are living the epic life that you deserve. If you would like to double your confidence in 30 seconds, remember to head over to confidentandepic.com to grab my secret to double your confidence in 30 seconds because confidence is what makes that simple white tea and jean look good. All right, so today we're going to talk about how to confidently get testimonials, juicy testimonials from your clients and use them in your marketing. And for that, I have my guest, Erin Olayla. Erin is a conversion copywriter, copywriting coach, and host of the podcast, Talk Copy to Me. She's here to share with us from a copywriter point of view, what makes a good testimonial, how to get it right, so that it's going to help you in your marketing. So without further ado, here's Erin. Welcome to the show, Erin. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. So we're here to talk about testimonials. From a copywriter point of view, what makes a good customer testimonial? That is such a great question. And I feel like that's one that I don't get asked often. I think people understand that testimonials are important, that they help us make buying decisions. But there's always that big question mark on, is this a good one? Like, should I say this? Should I say that? And I would say the strongest testimonials are ones that are specific. And I really want to highlight that because I think that what other people think, or at least my customers, what they think makes a strong testimonial is having some fancy schmancy, huge transformation story of like, I made $44 million by working with this person overnight because it was so wonderful. But it's not the crazy results. It's not those massive claims, but it is the specifics of the process. So for service providers, as an example, it may be part of what it was like to work with them, whether it was that you provided really great client experience or that you were great at doing refinements, editing, whatever part that really stood out to them the most, if they speak to that specific, the testimonial will ring true and it will be really strong because you can use it in very many ways, especially when you're selling a, you know, a specific thing to your clients. Yes. But I think the timing is also right when we need to get the testimonial. So when do you think is the best time to get this testimonial from your client or customers? I'm a big believer that the timing actually has to be throughout the entire project. So I always tell clients to start with questions that can be used when you're showcasing a transformation before you start working with your clients. And it could be as simple as asking like, you know, what did you feel before deciding to work with me? Where were you struggling? And it doesn't always have to be a pain point. It it could be like, what need did you need to have met 
before you started working with me? What are your expectations for this project? How would you be sure that you know this project was successful at the end of our working together? So the starting place is actually before any of the work happens. But then that needs to continue at different client touch points. And for every business, that's different. Um, a photographer, for example, might have a touch point. Let's say it's a wedding photographer. They're doing an engagement photo session. Well, that's an opportunity to talk about, you know, do you feel comfortable? Like, is there anything I can do to make you feel better during this process? After the engagement session, they could always follow up and say like, you know, what was the surprise when we did your photo shoot? Was there anything that really stood out and, and excited you? Is there anything that I can take forward into the wedding that you loved seeing? So all of these touch points are a way to collect data from our clients. And I always suggest that people take those the data that they're collecting, whether it be quantitative or qualitative data, and store it. So this, there is the job of keeping a file on your clients and writing down the nice things that they're sharing. And then, of course, everyone always thinks about the end of the project as being a good time to ask for testimonials. And I would agree. What I would say here is those questions you asked at the beginning, find a way to bookend them. Meaning, if you ask someone, you know, what would make a really successful project, when the project ends, say, Hey, you know, when we first started working together, you said this project would be successful if this happened. How do you feel now? Do you feel like those results were met? Is there anything particular that stands out that exceeded your expectations? And then I promise I'll stop talking. But the, the other final touch point I say is nurturing your past clients. So not just immediately when the project ends, but more into the future once it's been a little while since they've worked with you. I think it's really great to touch base again and say like, hey, it's been a while. You've had a chance to kind of let this simmer. And you know, now you can compare it to different experiences you've had. I'd love to know what stands out the most to you. You know, is there how would you describe me to someone if you were recommending me as, you know, a, a referral? Like there are questions that we can ask at all of those touch points and even after a project ends to be able to get our clients to say specific details about what it was like working with us so we can use that those details for our own testimonials. Yes, yes, I cannot agree with you more. But I will also add that you should post your questions with simple questions so yes. that you're not, you know, scaring your nice customers away because it can be scary, right? Even yeah, though they have a good experience with you, they could feel some fear coming up. Yeah. And I think a lot of the reasons that people feel fear when it comes to sharing, you know, a testimonial is that they have too many questions at once. So that's why I like doing the touch points throughout the entire process. You can ask like one or one to three questions every time without them feeling like overwhelmed. But as well as what you're saying, it goes to the clarity on how you're asking the question. You know, if you asked a question that had four different touch points in one question, they're going to feel nervous because they're not going to know which one to answer first if they are all supposed to be answered together. So I think that it's being clear and concise. Another potential opportunity is to share an example. So sometimes people just don't know what to say because they're not sure what you need from them. So an example could be sharing a past client's testimonial, or an example could just be, hey, I remember at this part of the process, you mentioned really liking how I approached this. Could you speak a little more on that? And then that gives them something concrete that they can say to write about you. Yes. You can keep a customized 
template ready for all your clients or customers so that it's easier for you. And then you can also offer them options to keep their testimonials short and sweet. If they have writer's block, right? You can yes, give them yes. options. And also when you're working with your client, if they set something nice, jot them down and then you can tell your customer, hey, this is what you said earlier. Can I use this as a testimonial? If it's something you think that would be great for you, just do that. And they don't have to do anything extra. No. And I think the easier you make make it for them, the happier they'll be to share that testimonial. Yes. I mean, at this point in my business, because I've been doing this for a while now and adding these questions in throughout the process, I'm at that phase where the listening skills are on and the note taking is on. So that at the end of the, the project, like you mentioned, I could just say, hey, you said these really kind things. Can I use them? So I don't have to worry too much about like having them start from scratch and they feel really good about that. And a lot of the times my clients will say like, okay, tell me how you did that? Like, do you have a memory that, that that is that good? And I'm like, absolutely not. But when you said it, it made me feel good. And I am now just paying more attention to the fact that you said something kind about me and I need to take a note of that because that's going to help both of us in the end run. So it becomes more natural. Once you start actually having processes around testimonials, it becomes a lot more natural to incorporate them as part of your business. Yes, yes. And give your customers or clients a reason to say yes, right? We get so many requests for testimonials in exchange for a little reward. It's a win-win situation. Absolutely. Incentives can be a great way to get testimonials in a natural way too. You know, I I mentioned that in, in my course that I have on testimonials and someone had emailed me and said, well, it feels weird to give an incentive to get a testimonial. But what I would remind them is we don't have to incentivize our clients by this like massive, like I will pay you because that's actually not legal. You know, the FTC has lots of legal requirements around product reviews and things like that. And I highly recommend paying attention to the legalities of testimonials and, and reviews. But incentives could be as simple as, hey, I'd love to get a testimonial from you. How about we hop on a half an hour call and we can spend the first 15 minutes kind of talking about what your testimonial might be. And the last 15 minutes, we can be thinking strategically about, you know, how you can accomplish this goal that you have. Right. So it's, you know, a win win for both of you. And it's a natural incentive to get them to do something that they feel good about. Yes, yes. So much yes in such a short time. Erin, what is your favorite quote? Oh, I love that. So my favorite quote is, it's actually tough to choose what your number one favorite quote is, but one that I am really liking right now is from Augustine Burroughs, who is a writer. And the quote is, I myself am made entirely of flaws stitched together with good intentions. And I am a big believer that, you know, we are all somewhat neuro untypical, right? We all have our own things that make us who we are and some would consider them flaws. But I love the idea that if we look at our flaws as being stitched together by good intentions, like we're all bringing the best of ourselves, whether it's something we see as a flaw or someone else sees. So I loved that quote because it just makes me feel like it's written to showcase living the best you as, you know, like as as you as you can be, regardless of what your flaws may be. So I love that one. Oh, I love that one too. That's beautiful. And throughout your days running your business, 
when you need to reset yourself, what do you do? Oh, that is a good question. So I work at home with young children. I have, um, I homeschool some of my kids. So the beauty of me in my current business setup is I have a lot of breaks. I think that when I don't have my kids home with me, the way that I will have to continue to do that is to like segment my working hours. So as much as it can be difficult to have children that are in and out of the room sometimes when I'm in the middle of work and it does break my concentration, I would say those concentration breaks are actually a plus. They're helpful for me because if not, my hyper focus would remind me like would would just set me up to just stay so focused on things and not take that mental break. So I would say I would continue this tradition of setting up regular breaks throughout my day in order to keep me focused in a way that is healthy and gets the job done. Perfect. All right. One last question about testimonials, though. Do you recommend your clients to have a testimonial page specifically on their website for testimonials? Well, that's a great question. Um, I think, and that's the one that most of my clients will ask because they're concerned that they have a lot of testimonials and they don't want to put, you know, 12 on each page. So what do they do with them? What I recommend is choosing the best testimonials that reflect whatever the specific page is to use on that page. And what I mean is um, myself, I'm a website copywriter. So if I have a client that speaks specifically about the process of working with me on website copy, I'd use that testimonial on the website copy page. Now for the rest of them, we could gather them all on one testimonial page. And I I purposely would suggest having it at all times, but it does not have to be in your main navigation bar. It could just be a hidden page on your site. And the reason I recommend doing it is for SEO purposes. You know, a lot of your clients will say things like, hey, when I worked with an executive coach, when I was looking for an executive coach and your name came up, I decided... XYZ. And if you're if you're looking to rank for the term executive coach, that testimonials page is just going to be more proof to Google that you are who you say you are and that they should be paying attention to you for those specific SEO phrases. Thank you for your well of knowledge. So Erin, how can our listeners find you? Yeah, they can just come over to my website, erinolilla.com or find me on Instagram. That's where I tend to play the most. Same thing. It's Erin at erinolilla.com. And I'm really excited to meet everyone. I am a very open, chatty person. So come on over if you like a good conversation. Thank you. Have a great day. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 